This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. Welcome, everyone. To the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. I am Ryan Muhammad, writer and moderator with Becker's Healthcare. And I'm absolutely thrilled to have with me today Dr. Ralph Gates, Chief Medical Officer at Salem Health. Doctor, it's very nice to have you on the podcast today. How are you? I'm well, and thank you for having me. Of course. Well, to get us started, would you mind please introducing yourself and telling us a bit about your background? Of course. Uh, Ralph Gates, I'm uh, in my 44th year clinically in practice by, by training and certification. I'm a family physician. I'm chief medical officer of Salem Health in Salem, Oregon. We are a, a two hospital health system, 6,000 employees and medical staff. We're located in the mid Willamette Valley area of Oregon, beautiful, beautiful area. Our main hospital, 644 beds, we're a level two trauma and NICU. And we service a catchment area of, of roughly 500,000 citizens. And we are the main hospital for that area. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much for giving us that background. So to get us started, could you tell us about your most successful project or initiative from the last year? What issues were you trying to solve? And also, what drove the success? Salem Health is, is, is focused around the whole concepts of teams and teams solving problems. Our initiative that I would, would address and speak to involves staff development, emotional and uh, clinical support development for all members of our, our staff, both nursing and medical staff. There are three main initiatives that I've been involved with over this last year. One of them involves a very innovative program and, and one that we have not modeled after anyone else, and it's it's called our CIRA program, Staff Engagement and Resiliency Advocates. And there are five of them that are, are embedded within the organization right now. These are our counselors. They are crisis-trained individuals. Four of the five are, are actually in the, come from the ministry profession. And they're embedded within our, our main health system, soon other areas as well. And they're there to provide daily support for our nursing and physician staff. This all, this all was started initially in our emergency department. It's spread now to others, other areas of the hospital. And then we, we survey how they're doing and how our staff's doing using validated questions that friend of ours, someone we work with closely, Brian Sexton at Duke, developed. We look at emotional exhaustion, emotional thriving, and emotional recovery for the three areas. And, and the, the teams have had a direct impact on all three of those parameters within our institution. The other, the other program I would mention, second of three, is our peer support program. And some, some other institutions, it's called Second Victims Program. 
this is a unique program for us in that it has developed out of or in concert with our CIRA program. And these are trained individuals that we train internally. And they're there to reach out to staff, both physician and nursing staff, when, when there are issues, when, when a case goes badly. And they're there to, they, they carry beepers, and they're there literally to reach the individual and say, hey, how are you doing? The third program is one that we've just entered our, our 13th year, and it's PLI. And PLI stands for a Physician Leadership Institute. It, it's a, a, anachronistic in that it, the, the program reaches more than just our physicians. It involves our nursing staff, all of our senior executives, board. We've, we've now graduated over 900 leaders through this program. It's a four-month-long program, two days a month, Friday and Saturday, once a month. They work on quality improvement projects through their, their four-month experience and then present them at the end of the program. What's important about this program is it develops culture and is an investment in people that go through it. We have an 18-month waiting list to get into the program. It's been a remarkable program in terms of shaping the conversation here within our health system. So it's cultural investment that, that, that I look to and that I spend my time involved with here at Salem. There's a cost to this, and we have shouldered that cost, and the results are showing the benefits of that. Wonderful. Thank you so much for giving us all that information about a very successful project, it seems. As you know, the clinical workforce has changed a lot in the last few years. What challenges are you still facing and how do you see the clinical workforce evolving? Everything has changed as a result of the last three and a half years. I'm, and I know I don't speak alone in this regard, but our, our nursing staff overnight, many of them changed. The senior experienced nurses chose outpatient work or in some cases left the profession. We have just a whole lot of new grads on our floors. And my concern for the medical staff is that we not see the same thing happen. And that's a, a big effort of mine and the staff I work with here to support them, to round, to be with them, and hopefully to keep them within the practice of medicine. But I think what we're seeing as we come out of COVID is that this really is the most complex chapter in this book of COVID, the one we're in right now. There's just such significant change that's taken place culturally within the nursing end and medical staffs. Absolutely. Thank you so much for giving us that insight. And doctor, before I let you go, last thing I wanted to ask you is, what is your best advice for aspiring physician and nurse leaders? Get out of your office, get out on the floor, round, spend time with staff, actually talk to them, and take the time to hear what they tell you and listen to their stories. It, their stories have meaning, and it's important for us as leaders to take the time to hear those stories. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing and giving us those final thoughts, doctor. This has been an amazing and informative discussion. So again, I want to thank you so much for coming on Becker's Healthcare, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Maya. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm-hmm.